<laughs> my god. I'm not gonna do oh, that. Oh gosh, hello there. I don't know if I wouldn't mess up shit. Oh. Hello! Hello. <laughs> Welcome Hi. back to Zero Strategy Podcast, episode 21. The um, whole thing is scuffed. Because all my co-hosts have decided to turn their cameras off. Oh, right. All the nameplates are in the wrong place. Because Shit, they, they blue. jump around. Daba diba daba. <laughs> it's right. Okay. People in the chat are already shouting at me that I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. They turned their cameras off and they switch places. It's not hey, my well, fault. It looks like it's good now. Look at that. Yep. Look at that. Fixed. Did I break it again? For fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Oh, there great. we go. Wait, no. Yep. Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, this is episode 21. Uh, God, what a Try start. To beat him off. Uh, we have a lot to talk about this week, guys. Uh, I am joined today by my co-hosts, uh, Just Grog. Hello. We've got the Mighty Kibbles. Hi. And we have that guy, Cod. Hello. So... Before we dive into anything, as always, we we like to do a little catch up with everybody, see what we've been up to. Uh, Grog, how has your week been? What have you been doing? Uh, week's been pretty good. Um, this week was uh, kind of a return to my normal streaming schedule. Um, it went really well. I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of great support from people in chat, and um, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic. Um, did a co-stream with my wife yesterday uh, which is really fun we're kind of committed to trying now that things have settled down at the house we're gonna try and commit to doing that every saturday um so we'll be doing like kind of either indie games or like just couch co-op stuff and um i think it'll be really fun so i'm ex excited to see where that goes nice yeah i caught quite a lot of your uh your co-stream uh yesterday it was really, really fun so definitely keep that up if you can and it's good to see you back to sort of normal uh normal streaming schedule again. yeah awesome kibbles what have you been up to uh if you say warzone i, I swear <laughs> warzone <laughs> <laughs> and so something else i just don't soma yeah you Underwater you, horror game you murdered uh, a human robot i did on accident walked into a room and there's just this robot on the ground breathing heavily and i was like oh and i didn't even think about it and just started on plugging things and i killed it apparently i was supposed to but um but you didn't know that it was just your you first instinct <laughs> in a very <laughs> tragic and sad way as it's like gasping for help and then there was another one where it was like lying on the floor and it's like hey it's carl like help me and then you just went over to a panel on the wall not knowing what it was flipped on the switch and then it's just like oh god oh fuck oh the pain the pain i actually played that game as well that's now, really cool i was confused it's just very it hurts my soul and chat thinks i'm a monster well yeah, they're it's, definitely, not it's definitely meant to fuck with you <laughs> soma is is soma the same people that made amnesia I don't know. It reminds me of another game, but I can't remember what the game is anymore. So like, but... <laughs> the quality seems a lot higher than Amnesia. Like hey, the... for some oh, yeah, reason for sure. in my head, I'm thinking it's the same studio, but maybe I'm wrong. That. But um, Conde, Conde. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna look it up while while we catch up with with that guy Cod over there. Yeah, Cod, what have uh... you been up to? Uh, I'm 
me, I'm basically just been playing Destiny. A bit of Terraria, my brother. Getting back into that. Other than that, not much. Honestly, just doing my, my thing, you know? Playing games, editing videos. That's it, basically. Good stuff. Gotta be, yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, I have been kind of the same. Bit of Destiny, a uh, bit of Warzone, bit of Valorant. And uh, I've been still, tr like, trudging my way through The Last of Us. Um, Last of Us Part 2, I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, I won't spoil for anyone, even though, like, the game's been out for months and I'm really far behind. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. That game is difficult, though. It forces you to be stealthy, and I'm not a stealthy person. I'm not built <laughs> for stealth. So, uh, chat gets very frustrated at me. They keep shouting at me to check my corners before I just walk out and get spotted. Uh, the one thing I don't like, though, is that they have this mechanic in the game where they have, um, they have like, dogs. The bad guys have dogs that can sniff you. So they follow you when you're, like, trying to do stealth. And if the dogs attack you, you have to fight them. It's horrible. I hate it. I hate that. So that's my only complaint so far is that I don't want to have to fight the dogs. It's not their fault. They're just being dogs. Um... <laughs> But yeah, fucking fun game, nonetheless. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, Soma was made by the people that made Amnesia. Nice. Oh, it is. Original games. Yeah, I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah, I don't that's know why a huge I step that. up in quality. Yeah. Amnesia's like, old, it, right? Like, that's an old game. Amnesia's pretty uh, old. 2010 and 2013. Mm. Yeah, but I think he was even based on, like, an older um, system. Penumbra. like a Penumbra. Yep, yep, yeah. exactly. I think they used the same. They made three of those. Yeah, I played some of those uh, in the early days of Steam. Uh, they were super scary, uh, but I think they used the same like uh, uh, game system, same engine uh, to to generate that as they did Amnesia. But then like Soma is like a huge step up in terms of quality. Mm. It's very cool. Yeah. The story's real neat. There's like a horror game. I don't know how it's called. Again, it's just you in a staircase and you just walk down and it's just dark. The whole time, the game is basically you just walk down the staircase, and at some point, there's a jump scare. <laughs> Walking <laughs> simulator, except it gives you anxiety. <laughs> Wait, so it it's it's basically anytime I walk downstairs at night to get a glass of water. <laughs> no, it's, you know it's it when you walk Wait, back the jump upstairs. Scares do get you when yeah, you yeah, when you, you get your glass of water and you, you have to up. turn off the light and run up the stairs before the guests. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Bro, and then when it's then when you're in your bed, it's like next time, man. Fuck. <laughs> Not this time. We can't get you then, obviously. Do you remember Kibbles and uh, called the game we played Pacify? That horror game that we yeah. played together? Yeah. Apparently yes. they have a new level. No. Dang. We should we should do that on this channel. We should play yeah, yeah. Zero Strategy plays Pacify. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, right, cool. Yeah, so getting into the topics. Uh first of all, if you are uh, watching in the live stream and you have a question or a topic for us please feel free to ask away uh, just make sure to at one of us or at the podcasting chat so it highlights so we can see it um if uh if you are listening on any of the various podcast platforms or on youtube come hang out in the stream it's a lot of fun and uh we we try to take questions from the chat as much as we can um so we have a few topics sort of quick ones and then our main topic today um the first topic is the changes made to uh, Metacritic, which is hard to say in a Scottish accent. Metacritic. There you go. Uh, which is they're implementing a waiting period on user reviews for games. Uh, I believe it's 36 hours 
if I'm not wrong, mm -hmm. after a yep. game launches now. So anyone want to give us a little uh, background on that? Yeah. Um, Hi, I'm moving on. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You go ahead. I don't know what... Um, yeah, so now now there is a, a thing that pops up on um, Metacritic in, like, if you have, like, on the left-hand side of the page, you have, like, the thumbnail for the game itself, then the score, and then a summary. On the right-hand eh, right side of the page, above, like, the developer information, it'll say, please spend some time playing the game, uh, come back to review it starting at, and then it provides a date. Um, and they... Yeah, I mean, it, Last of Us 2, I think, was what really prompted um, them doing that. But then it also, they've paused um, Ghost of Tsushima um, reviews as well. Because I think, it, you know, it's fair. They just want people to actually play the game before they just start reacting to it um, based on either um, social pressure or, like, hype. I mean, it can go either way. Because you figure um, review bombs can be both good and bad. Sometimes you have a legion of fans who are going to review bomb a game and just say it's amazing because they've been watching trailers and, and other promotional material to build up the hype. Yeah. And they'll just blindly review it with a positive review day one because they just wanted to see it succeed. And then it cuts the other way where you got people who, you know, uh, took issues with um, some aspects of Last of Us 2 because they're, you know, people are closed-minded or whatever and yep. they just you know they want to be really shitty and negative and so they just like slam a product that they don't even play don't even engage with um it's not that dissimilar from like people who every time a new season comes out you've got somebody who pops up in the destiny community just says oh dead game and it's like <laughs> when was the last time you played and it's like i don't know uh uh, rise of iron <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just they haven't played in like three years you know but they they just say that the game is dead and it's shit and well, it's because like, well, negativity drives clicks you know yeah absolutely the i think the other part because i think it was kind of twofold there was a lot of people hating on last of us because yeah they're like you said with very uh putting mildly very close-minded people right um but there was also i think a lot of people are very upset about the leaks that came out for the game because mm -hmm. a lot of it leaked ahead of time. And again, that's not Naughty Dog's fault. It's not, you know, people shouldn't be too upset about that. But I think that was also kind of maybe another reason as well that people were really upset about it. Because I did see some people online saying, well, you know, I'm not going to buy this game now because I know this happens and this happens and this happens, whatever, right? Um, so that's, it's really disappointing to see. But I think a good move on, uh, on Metacritic's part to mm -hmm. try and limit that um i'm curious do any of you guys actually give any sort of credence to reviews at all i mean when was the last time you looked up a review before no. buying a game nope. no no <laughs> I'll, I'll, on steam i'll check and go like if it has like overwhelmingly negative i'll look like why and it's like oh recent ones and it's like oh they don't update this like okay fuck off yeah <laughs> <laughs> what did the what would what, what it look like before okay cool sure. i'll just look as like as long as it's in the positive and there's not some stupid reason as to why it's in the negative. That's the only way I use it. Yeah. I don't read in depth into them. I'm almost always uh, Metacritic. I will use sometimes for older titles if I'm less acquainted with it. If it and by older I mean something that came out like a year or two ago, and maybe there's like a Steam sale, and I'm just kind of like, oh, that game looks interesting. Like I wonder what the aggregate 
reaction was like what what were the critics and the fans saying at the time and usually after like a year or two things have kind of settled down to the point where like it's probably reasonable in terms of the score that it's being given but for new stuff i tend to just go to like um reviewers that like on uh websites that i trust you know or if there's a website that i i enjoy i'll just go and read a review from a reviewer like so it'll be a single take Mm -hmm. but then i'll read a couple of those so I might go to Polygon and I might go to like uh, Rock Paper sh- Shotgun or I might go to like a couple different ones and then just read their reaction to it. And yeah, you're getting one person's perspective. But since they're a games journalist, you'd hope that they're trying to be unbiased and ideally trying to cover all of the aspects of the game and not just like a hot take. Um, yeah. And that's often how I kind of just base my initial reaction. Plus, sometimes, you know, game companies just have a history, you know, like CD Projekt Red. I will probably buy anything that they put out because I just have such a um I on a personal level I have a really good connection with them as a company and I I trust and support what they do and you know Bungie's the same way like I I feel like I've I've been let down before but I ultimately feel very confident in them as a company and that will usually help me go into the next release you know with a fair idea of what to expect and maybe I read a few professional reviews based on that Yeah I more or less will just watch a review just to see gameplay and then make up my own mind a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, unless the review says, because I'm thinking like along the lines of like uh, YouTube reviews and stuff like that, which must be so difficult to do. Like, I don't know. I, I play a game and I'm like, yeah, I like this game or I don't like this game. <laughs> I couldn't review games. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I mean, unless a game is kind of, unless everyone's saying, well, this is a buggy mess, like don't get it maybe then i'd be interested but a lot of the time i'll just buy a game before looking at reviews i I really it's the same with movies right movies are so you know they're such a personal thing whether you like it someone else maybe likes it it's really difficult but i I don't put a lot of faith in reviews a lot of the time anyway so Mm -mm. just thought that'd be interesting to what's falling out of your shelf this is my whiteboard it's i i I need a better way of doing it I have it kind of uh, sat there. Okay. It's just too big to fit in one of the squares. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to figure it out. I'm going to attach it somewhere. But yeah. <laughs> Are you going to start writing subs over there? I am. I am. I'm thinking I need to He's angle gonna... the camera better. so that yep. I can, And I'll put it down lower on the ground. So I need to like... <laughs> and then you accidentally drop your pen every time you walk over. Like, oh, oh no! Yeah. Oh no! What am I gonna do? That's my plan. That's my plan. Um, right, yeah. So next thing to briefly go through is uh, a bit of an update on the Doctor Disrespect situation. Um, if you didn't see, uh, he did uh, an interview with PC Gamer. Was it? Is uh, yeah, it was an interview with PC Gamer. This was a little while after like a brief response to Forbes, but um, really this is like the first interview where yeah. there's been anything of substance. And even then it's like to say that there's some like lots of information is it's not, it's, it's pretty fucking vague. It is. Yeah. Uh, he, he makes reference in the interview himself that, um, you know, that there's obviously legalities involved and he has to be careful what he says. Um, a couple of interesting things that come out though. He confirmed he's still hasn't been told by twitch why he was banned which i just yep. find so hard to believe because they can't tur- he had like fair enough if you're just a, a partnered streamer and you're banned and they don't give you a reason because they have done that before there's precedent for that but 
when you're actually signed in an exclusive contract and deal with Switch, they should... I, I don't see any way where they can terminate that contract without telling him why. Um, but if they hadn't... Like, I don't think he's lying because it just seems like a weird thing to lie about, right? So it's very interesting there. Um, but he did confirm that he's not going to be back to Twitch. Yeah, and... Um as a brief overview for anyone who hasn't read it basically um pc gamer is conducting it's unclear as to whether it's like phone or email but that um it's he and his publicist uh that are responding because the publicist interjects at one point but largely he he re-emphasizes that he doesn't know what it's about um he does go on to say that he is not like in the position uh to take on any new exclusivity yep. which it comes up a few times and I guess like what he kind of seems to be implying by that is that he's, it seems he means exclusive, not so much in terms of an exclusive interview, but exclusivity in terms of signing a contract in terms of where he goes next. Yes. So he's kind of like hinting and poking at the idea that he's a free agent. Um, he does specifically mention at one point that maybe he would take the champions club to do something on his own site, like maybe he would continue that um, that sort of social club and keep it going, even if it's not through like an official platform, like say Twitch or YouTube or Facebook gaming. But again, he doesn't he doesn't clarify like what that means. Um, Is he gonna go to Pornhub? Damn. <laughs> mm. um, what up? He does big dick energy move that would be <laughs> one of one of the things that's interesting that they do uh bring up is they ask him specifically about things that were happening in the last stream where he was talking about coronavirus theories and 5g networks and david ike and like controversial topics and people and whether or not he was doing it as a means to just kind of like bait viewers with um you know like conspiracy kind of theory stuff Yes, yeah, so it's like it's like salacious content that like it just gets people talking. Um, and whether that was like him speaking to it as an individual, was it him as his persona speaking about it? Uh, and I thought it was interesting because um, the interview asks, you know, do you think that was the cause? And he says, no, I don't think so. In fact, and then he gets cut off. His publicist says, we're getting really close to dangerous territory here. So, you know, uh, Doc, we don't know why Twitch banned him. There's no formal warnings or reprimand on record. Uh, that's all legal is going to let him say. So it's like, it's strange that the publicist, like, is that's the only time in the article that they jump in to be like, nah, 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 like, nah, just don't don't worry about responding to that. And also at the same time, there's nothing that's really being said. Yeah. So it's kind of like weird. Um, but they also do ask, like, they bring up the topic again. Is it, could it be related to the current climate of people coming forward to share, like, stories of sexual harassment in the games industry? And he says he's not interested in speculation. He says that the speculation he's seen online he feels is personally hurtful um, and that he's that that he specifically addresses people like um uh rob breslaw who say oh they know what's happening but they just can't speak about it um and in fact he's like i people may be saying that stuff but i mean like i, I they don't really i mean how could they know like yeah. they don't really know what they're talking about 
yeah he he also mentioned that you know because this is the thing for me right is that this is all going on he's you know there is all these wild wild conspiracy theories which you know don't paint doc in the nicest light right and if this is like some contractual thing or we don't know what it is but like this is probably affecting his brand at this point right because it's the, the the not knowing makes it look really bad uh especially like you mentioned in the current climate with everything um that's what blows my mind the most about it because if that was me i would be furious right the, the fact the very fact that people are you know have given these hypothetical situations are uh, you know i bet it's something to do with this i bet it's something to do with this even this the association in your head if he hasn't done anything is is you know effectively it's damaging his brand it's it's almost sort of slanderous it's 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 a really tough one and i i <clears throat> without still obviously knowing exactly what went down um i just think it's crazy it's crazy like why does nobody know this is insane um yeah yeah i mean he di he mind. directly tackles that with one of his response where he says quote Listen, I'm not interested in engaging crazy speculation. I've seen all the theories. I've seen all the possible conspiracies. And it's just like, I'm not interested in engaging that kind of stuff. Uh, I have a great community of loyal fans, and I'm totally focused on getting back on track and delivering great entertaining content. And that's where the focus is. And throughout the article, so end quote, and then throughout the article, he basically just keeps reemphasizing he wants to just make a move with the brand and wants to just keep getting back at it. And he emphasizes business, 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 <clears throat> not business as usual per se, but that he just, he's focusing on business arrangements uh, and what that next business arrangement is. I think that if, again, he could have done anything. I mean, he could have done something morally questionable and horrible. He could have simply violated his contract he could have just pursued business interests that were at odds with what Twitch wanted him to do and may have skirted violating some terms of his service agreement with them. It's unclear, but he doesn't seem to respond throughout the, cause like, I'm not, I, I think he's interesting as an individual as like a, a performer, but like, I don't have a long history with Dr. Disrespect. I know who he is. I know what he does, but like, I was never a regular viewer of his material. So I'm not, I'm not speaking from a point of like trying to defend him, but I would say that the article to me reads not like a person who is like closely trying to guard against personal allegations of personal misconduct. It just, the way he keeps addressing the business angle and how he's, you know, like the idea that he's fishing for, I'm not, a, I'm not exclusive yet. Like I'm a free agent, like mm. definitely seems like he's trying to cater to an audience where this is about like a this is just a business move and that there was something that happened that went wrong and that you know legal is involved and it doesn't doesn't strike me as um risque it probably is probably something pretty fucking boring and he's just trying to carry on business as usual and that focus that he's like just working on the brand i don't know he doesn't strike me as a person that is um trying to defend his character yeah um it just seems like he's trying to defend the brand, which to me, I would think is less like there's some, you know, uh, allegation that is of like a, a, a deeply personal nature that he's going to like how he's going to rue the day when it comes to light. Sure. It seems like he's just like, it's going to come to light when it comes to light. I just want to get move moving forward with the, the product.
you know yeah i agree i think um you know like you mentioned you know it could be something completely boring i still can't help but feel that it's got to be something pretty big for the very fact of twitch just banning and and getting rid of him because from a very just business standpoint the doc is a big money maker for twitch you know he's a big name was the (laughs) the ad that they put in for his exclusivity you know the one where he jumps out the plane and he's you know and the the gliding suit and everything like that's a that's a big budget ad that you know they invested a lot into the doc and whatever has happened you would think that it would be in twitch's interest to sort this if it's a contractual issue or something you would think it would be in their interests to try and resolve it without just having to get rid the fact that they did just ban and move on says to me that it's got to be something pretty pretty big for that to have happened but you know again we don't know um i don't know if you guys saw as well um from nick Merck's stream uh he made a he made a comment to his chat where his chat said tell us what happened to doc and he said i'll tell you in two months um yeah which seems like there's an nda that's what people are saying maybe because also you know nick marks is signed to twitch as far as i know i think he's exclusive to twitch for right now yeah as far as i'm aware anyway right um so maybe he has some inside knowledge on that contract maybe there is a three-month period when the contract ends where there is ndas and things so uh it seems like we might find out in a you know what six to eight weeks maybe um but it's it's i I did find another a snippet of his response so this is doc speaking here and make and again making me think that it's it's something related to uh, a contractual agreement and or getting out of a contractual agreement that it's probably about business he says and i quote as we build this game plan to make this doc comeback, that's still kind of in the works in terms of what the vision looks like. I'm working with my creative team, the graphics, and going uh, going and taking the whole doc 3.0 experience to the next level, and that's where my focus is now. It almost seems like there's going to be like a rebrand or like a, mm. that clearly the brand itself is at the core of the matter, not the person, um, which makes me think that this is business related. So yep. I don't know. Well, we'll just have to wait and see on that. We're going to have to just wait and see. Um, so the next thing, and I want to try and get through these, I guess, without taking too long. I know we kind of <laughs> we went quite deep on this first two. Uh, the new one is uh, Twitch tells the U.S. Army to stop sharing fake prize giveaways that sent users to a recruitment page. So um, this has been a kind of interesting thing that's been uh, unfolding. I've seen a little bit of it, about it on Twitter. Um, yeah. It seems like they were running giveaways and the giveaways were linking to recruitment pages to to um to try and get people over there and uh, and onto those those websites which is a little shady um and twitch has told them to stop Not surprising <laughs> well yeah i guess just quick thoughts on it i mean obviously it's good that twitch has stepped in to uh to stop them doing that uh, are fake yes. giveaways is that like a tos thing i don't even know about well yeah Tw- twitch actually um they had a statement um responding to it directly but t- to just give like a little bit more about the the basics of what happened um so there's an esports channel for the u.s army and um basically they the army navy and air force field esports teams 
comprised of active and reserve personnel. And um, they basically were including these automated links that were being dropped into the stream chat that told reviewers they could win an Xbox Series 2 controller in a giveaway. If you click the link, they were directed to a recruiting form with no additional mention of a contest, odds, total number of winners, drawing, etc. So it, it <laughs> was just kind of this bait and switch of like, hey, you know, in chat, like their Nightbot or stream elements or whatever was just like dropping a link uh, under the pretense of getting a reward that may not be related to maybe maybe it would be related to like watching, you know, uh, the way you get like drops in game. But instead, it just mm. didn't mention anything after that. Once you clicked it, it was just a recruitment page, <laughs> which um, oh. Twitch basically says per and uh, quote, per our terms of service promotions on Twitch must apply with all applicable laws. Um, this promotion did not comply with our terms and we have required them to remove it. Um, yeah, it it just, it's strange that like, I guess what's unclear about the articles that I've read is how long was it happening? Is this now a thing that Twitch is responding to because they got caught and called out and then now they're acting proactive about it or is this their first learning of it? And in none of the articles I've read, uh, is it clear whether or not they knew it was happening mm. until the action was taken. So it could just be that they found out and that simply um, the, like the channels themselves were misrepresenting themselves for mm. for their own benefit but yeah that's wild yeah <laughs> well uh, see what, what's happening is they're on the track to try and ban all military from the site just like they're trying to ban the president because they're going to have their own private military <laughs> soon <laughs> and doc knew about this and he was going to blow the whistle right so it all right. links up Mm -hmm. It does. It does. Gotcha. Very it do good. Be Pepe living, Sevilla. You heard <laughs> Pepe it Sevilla is at the core. <laughs> uh, all right. Next uh, brief thing. Uh, obviously, a few of us here are Destiny fans and players. Uh, the new Destiny 2 expansion, Beyond Light, has been delayed to November, which is almost two months uh, from when it was originally scheduled to come out. You look Was confused. It wasn't it supposed to come out at the same time as Cyberpunk and then Cyberpunk delayed it and yes. now it's coming out at the same time as Cyberpunk again? Yes, it makes me exactly. so sad. <laughs> Dude, Cyberpunk and Destiny were supposed to release within the same week and then Cyberpunk got delayed and I was like, ah, amazing. Now I can yeah, play both the same. And now oh. they're just, yeah, they're, they're right back next to each other again, which is so frustrating. They're just trying to be like, oh, if, if, if we don't have good numbers on this, it's because of cyberpunk and nothing else. <laughs> and, and also the um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming it's out that same. Tuesday, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a busy just fucking play time through for the gamers. Full game in one day. And then the next game, the whole next day, you know, That's I'm just going to split and Duh. free and every part of mine can play. And then when I'm done with the games, I'm going to come back together and I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> I am going to just drink copious amounts of coffee and gamer subs and just not sleep and die. <laughs> that's, that's the only way. Um, yeah. It's interesting though, because uh, it was literally a month ago that they announced this new uh, expansion and yeah you know what a month a month after the announcement they're they're now delaying it which is uh is interesting i think it's a good thing um as a long-time destiny player i would rather have polished content it's not gonna have uh you know bugs and glitches and whatever right i would rather they put out a good product 
there was a you know had a bit more time in the oven but yeah a little upsetting that it's it's you know delayed a couple of months especially when they just built the hype announced a date and then a month later have changed it I, I luckily this year i wasn't in the position where i had any time off work to play the game but like i was this close to putting in some holiday requests in september to play the game and thank goodness i didn't right um so that's uh one thing but you know people are mad about it of course uh i think it's fine i think it's fine i think it's funny <laughs> well i heard some people say oh maybe bungie knows when the new consoles are coming out and maybe it's related to that i don't think there's any i don't no. think that matters at all i i th i think that this is gonna be just another thing that is endemic of the games industry and and a lot of industries where they had things planned for a fourth quarter release or or the end of a third quarter in preparation for like holiday sales in the fourth quarter and things are just slipping because nationwide and 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 worldwide there's side. just <laughs> there's just um there's uh, like create like development delays there's shipping delays there's so many things that the coronavirus has affected in terms of how industries are interconnected and so the shipping industry is going to affect the development industry and the development industry is going to affect you know the the um product you know uh industry for like the consumer base it's going to be just a mess and lots of things are going to slip you're going to see not just your consoles slip into maybe releases um later than you'd expect games are going to be that way too movies are you know and tv show productions are already sliding um and and aren't going to be released in their uh prescribed windows yeah. so like all of that stuff is just there's no conspiracy it's just people are working from home under conditions that they were never really prepared for um, in some instances, you know, like Bungie has said that people were able to go back into their studio to grab materials. But you figure if you had like rigs that were, if you had a decent rig that was set up that was just for rendering content, you might have like a couple big beefy ass computers that you may or may not be prepared to just move to someone's house uh, and do that same work. And so like, we don't know how it's affecting like lag time in terms of um generating the content but also it's just an added barrier for teams communicating yeah you're going to have people who are maybe now not being able to do meetings in person now they're doing it over zoom or over slack and it's just it's it's a new system it's going to fuck things up for a lot of people i'm a little bummed that these games are all going to pile up together yeah and then it's going to be like a lot more pressure as a gamer to try and like tap into them all at the same time but whatever Dude. it's did you play the witcher 3 like you can 10 hours easy right one stream one day <laughs> you know if cyberpunk's anything like the witcher 3 you get done in one session easy no problem i think <laughs> i put about three to four hundred hours into the witcher so uh uh yeah, it's, yeah gonna be I, rough. it's gonna be rough i there's i was saying this with um who was i i think i was chatting with ck and somebody else and and about the the delay and you know some people are gonna it, regardless of its destiny or whatever game it is, some people um, in the fan base will look at a game delay and say, oh, well, this is the best thing that could happen because it just means that I'm going to get a more polished product. Other people are going to react and say, oh my God, you have violated the sanctity of my trust in your company and I'm never going to buy from you again and I'm going to boycott all your shit. Yeah. And other people are going to, you know, like the reactions will skew from reasonable to unreasonable 
like in the blink of an eye people never give unreasonable actions i can't believe you would say something like i that. know <laughs> i am disgusted i i am so disgusted i'm gonna leave the podcast now <laughs> but yeah it's fundamentally it's it's probably gonna be a good thing uh it, it might just mean we get a better product and, and you have to go in assuming that that's that's the case um and even if it comes out the same as if it was released early i mean is a two month delay gonna kill anybody not really some people would say yes but they're being <laughs> just overly dramatic but yeah yeah for sure yeah it's uh it's just unfortunate it's starting to look a lot like september last year where there was just game after game after game after game all just coming out at the same time um but you know it's a good problem still to trying have. to catch up on those games right <laughs> It's it's like everyone's upset about it, but like I mean, there are worse problems to have in the world. Oh no, I've got a new Destiny expansion, and I've got Cyberpunk, and I've got the new I've Assassin's got Creed. Too many games to oh, play. Oh no, I've, I've got a, uh, I've, I'm spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I've, right? I've got a, a a wealth of riches ahead of me, and I just I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be a, a busy month, but I think we'll I'll, we'll get through it. All right, all of us manage somehow. I'll play. I have three monitors. Still haven't beaten witcher 3 i have three monitors so i'll just play one game on each monitor easy perfect and then stream and then your pc is gonna blow up <laughs> yeah. so, so you gotta have like one of those like gamer keyboards where it's got the buttons and the mouse on the same thing yeah yeah and you'll have two of those and then you'll <laughs> you have find to play, a way like, to operate uh, one of them with your feet yeah yeah that's what i'm saying you have to have like a gas pedal you, you somehow routed <laughs> to have wasd and the other shit you need and then you just play with both hands and your feet. <laughs> yeah, easy. We actually, my wife and I actually hung out with some people last night that she works with. And we were playing this, I think it was a Jackbox game. And there was this weird thing where it like connected to your phone. And you'd pull back and shoot your person at these random like enemies that were on the screen trying to blow them up. And someone was like, right. oh, I need to go to the bathroom real quick. So they gave me their phone. So I was trying to control both of them with my two thumbs <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> but good luck to you yeah i have a perfect plan either that or i'll just like play each game for five minutes like we'll do five minutes destiny and it will switch five minutes of assassin's creed switch well we're halfway through this cutscene, but um <laughs> it's awesome. been five minutes we'll find a way you're really just prep your, mod. your time here just prep uh, your mod team to just keep switching directories on you <laughs> yeah. like every 10 minutes yeah perfect there's no way this can go wrong um <laughs> so the last little sort of news topic before we get into our our stream topic for the day is uh the uh the game known right now as gamer girl which um was effectively it was re it was it came out on twitter uh, from what I understand, it was tweeted out by the official PlayStation Twitter account and then quickly deleted. But people got the video and, and reshared it on uh, Twitter. And this looks to be a, a game coming out on... Well, it was... Was it just PlayStation? I can't remember. Uh, it's on... PlayStation Post tweeted it and it... I haven't seen... Oh, the game which is supposed to... Okay, so from the original story, um, it says the game which was supposed to be coming to PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One in September uh, is was set to let you play as a popular streamer's chat moderator and personal contact. That's right. So, yes, it is uh, uh, one of these... They, they use a specific um, abbreviation. It's full motion video. FMV, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's real footage 
um, it's not like a game engine. It's it's like an interactive story. You're a, a moderator for a streamer, and it looks like you make decisions that influence her going about, and it tells a story through watching her streams. Uh, it looks like ways to try and bring back MFFMV. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> all them, all and them thirsty M gamer F boys F out there. FB. <laughs> And it's it's a game where see you're supposed to be the moderator and then also they contact you so it, it in a game in the game it's primarily all full motion video it's just it's it's pre recorded stuff but then there's also like game UI layered on top of that so there's like instances in the trailer where um, they text you mm -hmm. like like whisper you oh, right, like monitor. via Twitch and then <laughs> and then you like text them back like it through like a pseudo discord or or twitch whisper and uh, like so you're a you're a figure in their life both as a moderator for the stream as well as like off stream their life and then <laughs> and then on top of that like there's all this stuff where there's like phone recordings and or like they're facetiming you like so you're seeing what they're seeing because they're facetiming you and so there's recordings of them like out in the world doing stuff but there's it the trailer takes a very weird turn yes. towards the end where they're like checking on a i can't tell if it's supposed to be a friend of the streamer or if it's like another like a user from chat um and like they haven't heard from the person and then God something it, yeah and then maybe something bad has happened to them and they can't get a hold of them so they go out into the real world to like find them and you're kind of along for the ride and then it becomes like almost like a weird Blair Witch like yeah. um, horror game but like it just it looks really gross um, like so for context the whole team they they tweeted out a picture of the, the team that worked on the game it is one two three four five six seven eight it's nine white dudes uh, and the the only person that's credited on the the game as a, a female writer is is the woman herself who is the main character because all of her none none of her responses in scenes were scripted it was all improv okay um so the actress is uh alexander burton uh and the streamer her tag in game is uh abby cake 99 and basically they scripted the scenarios that she would act out, but all of her responses to those things that were happening were all improvised. Um, so they credited her as a writer, but like fundamentally, you know, yeah, she, she was just she wasn't given a, a creative role. She was given a creative improvisational role, but like still basically had to work out um, a, a, a like work in the framework of of this game that these guys are creating. Um, so there wasn't like really any female input into the entire process, which is strange at least like at the root level um and the fact that it like goes into this like horror like survival thing um where like she's in danger and or like you're potentially putting her in danger by like making suggestions as to what she should do to uh look into the mystery of this other person seems like you're just capitalizing on her trauma <laughs> like, yeah it's weird 
Uh, like it's gross i got the impression when i first watched it that like you're supposed to be helping right you're the yeah there's a mystery unfolding and as the the moderator you're supposed to help and then i did see people on twitter saying oh well it's kind of weird that there's a game where you're manipulating a streamer and i was like i didn't get that vibe from the trailer that like you're the it seems like you're set up it's i don't think it i don't i think it's playing in this gray area of like it's not the trailer doesn't seem to imply that you're meant to manipulate her, but that you're given the option the power to help to... or harm. Mm. Like, so you're you're this rudder for the story, so you can kind of steer the direction it takes. And the fact that, like, you could be in this position where, again, this isn't like a, a virtual... I mean, it's a virtual character in that they're fictitious, but, like, you're taking a video of a real human being and then walking them through sort of a what if scenario of what if i give her good advice or what if i give her bad advice yeah and like and then it's also not just affecting her in the context of like dealing with trolls because like the game has like trolls coming to chat and like you're supposed to moderate or not moderate them and like they presumably are going to say shitty sexist things and it's like yeah like the fact that you would maybe not moderate i don't it's i don't know it just strikes me as super gross um it's weird yeah the the my favorite clip from that little trailer was when she got a phone call and she says moderator should i answer i think i'm gonna moderator i'm gonna start doing that if i get a phone call on stream be like moderator can i answer can i answer my phone is that okay should i answer (laughs) it's my mom is that all right spam but (laughs) it's just that's so weird it is so imagine having a moderator control everything and it's like just like grog said the facetime of the moderators it's, I don't know. It's like, damn moderator, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Like, Bro, yeah. that's just weird. It is Imagine weird. someone you, you have to ask someone in your chat to answer your phone or text back. One of the one of the comments of, from the um there was a tweet that was sent out from Wales Interactive, the, the company that developed it, so the, the game company. And they quote say gamer girl is about the impact user comments and actions have on a streamer's mental health and well-being um the fmv uh like like the version of fmv that they use was created um to raise the issue of toxic environment on the issue of how a toxic environment which can often appear online um behind the anonymity of a username you know affects a person so it's like clearly the game is about examining the mental health and well-being. I mean, they say mental health and well-being of a yeah. streamer, but like they're specifically targeting like uh, a a subsection of the streamer community, which is female, and how toxicity and a toxic environment can be directed at them and how it affects their mental health. And it's a game written by dudes and Called like gamer girl, like <laughs> which is kind of like a you know that that has a lot of connotations anyway yeah it's uh as ck mentioned in chat it's it's terrible timing right first of all with you know all the the allegations that are coming out right now you know in the gaming industry specifically bad timing also i mean even that thing you just mentioned about examining how these comments and online and everything can affect a streamer's mental health the wreckful situation i mean this is like the worst timing for this sort of thing to be coming out um you know i, I don't know if you guys saw the video alinity posted as well talking about her mental health and the the impact yeah that this is all had 
like this is just so um read the fucking room guys. yeah it's so gross way in a gross business way it probably was the best time for them to post it because if they would have posted it after or before i doubt anyone really would have cared so they were probably like oh we can kind of like build on this controversy right now and then which if they did about that's, my game that's like, even uh, more I, like anyone in a business point i wouldn't put it past them because those yeah. kinds of people are pretty disgusting <laughs> it is interesting well, i know that playstation took down the tweet um, yes was it almost immediately so that suggests was it like a an accidental tweet or did they tweet no. it and then go oh shit yes right, the latter okay. like <laughs> um and then and then people came in they're like okay either we fucked up with our judgment or ah, we got what we needed out of this responses came in yeah and then people uh people who cover games media like uh and games news immediately saved it and then and then re-uploaded it to, to twitter so of course it's not going to go away <laughs> um and then it was just i i just saw a wave of articles over the course mm. of the week mm. um there's a uh, a tweet that someone made online uh that i i thought kind of resonated with me in terms of my reaction to this um and the tweet reads the classic problem with empathy games is that it always ends up being uh, this game is interesting to non-marginalized people and traumatizing to marginalized people. And it's like you have you have a sensitive issue being explored by people who are not in that position. You know, like, I mean, this isn't really any different from like if you had if you had like a white dude or white woman writing about what it is to be black in America and like make a film about that, that's gonna land badly. You know, this is not that dissimilar from you know uh having instances where you know you don't have uh trans individuals portraying trans figures in like media covering trans trauma like or strife you know what i mean like it's yeah. just like j just i don't know maybe get the people actually involved <laughs> like in the process because like it almost um like you have to think about why do they make it is it do they make it because they thought it's tantalizing because it's it's a thing that if you're not if you don't fall within that demographic it's it taboo is not the word i'm looking for but it's like it's it's titillating it's it, it's interesting it, it it has this air of like unknowable mystery to it like i i i've never been an e-girl like you know wh what will it be like you know like, i have i don't know about you guys <laughs> but it's, it's just like it's uh, interesting as well it's to so think problematic that well, but as well, you know, presumably, given that this was supposed to release on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, it's been greenlit by all these companies to be on their platforms, right? So, so many people have seen this and obviously given it the okay. Now, I have to assume this was a while ago before any of the, the recent events started happening. I have to assume that. But it is very interesting that so many companies gave this the green light, you know, and it got as far as it is now um yeah it's just very tone deaf <laughs> very tone deaf but it doesn't seem like anyone thought really deeply about it other than oh e-girl's a thing that i've heard before and like isn't isn't that a thing in streaming and like from a very like surface level take they probably reacted and were like i i don't see any problem with this right like it's and some and it could have been spun too that this is like meant to be empowering you know that this is meant yeah. to be like supposed to put you in the shoes of and like get you closer to but really you're not portraying the person 
you're portraying a person that is secondary to the star, which is this woman streamer, and that like you're influencing her behavior and that you're that like it's not that we're showing a woman who is like at the prime of her gaming career as a streamer and is like really successful and how do you make them more successful this is how do you like tackle their mental health and well-being in a toxic game environment but doesn't seem to do so in like a delicate or sensitive way it just seems to be exploiting yeah um a scandalous topic i don't know no it's shitty it is, and I think it's something to keep an eye on, see what happens with it. It's, it's uh, yeah, kind of a, one of those crazy things that you wouldn't necessarily believe. Like, if you told me that this existed, I wouldn't have, I would have said you're lying. <laughs> like, like, there's no way this is a thing. But or it's just thing, that it's like, wow, know. that's unnecessary. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Oh, I guess it was inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, to jump onto the main topic. Honestly, we spent much longer on the news than uh, i was expecting to but i guess there's a lot of interesting things to to go over um the the sort of main topic i want to get to <clears throat> just now uh relates a lot to our topic from last week which was setting goals right this one is to do with celebrating success and uh the sort of streamer guilt that we may or may not feel um in relation to you know sharing that success right so uh all of us are on Twitch, Twitter, right? Uh, I imagine all of us are. Every tweet I see, more or less, is a content creator because I don't follow that many other people. My Twitter is just flooded with streamers, YouTubers, content creators. So <clears throat> a lot of times, you know, when people maybe hit a goal, they hit a milestone, uh, they get their, their, you know, they have a phenomenal stream, whatever, they're going to take to Twitter to, you know, thank their communities and post about that success um, that they've achieved, right? And it was brought up to me as an interesting topic of, you know, if that's ever happened, you've posted and said, well, we hit this follower goal. Thank you. It's been amazing. Blah, blah, blah. The feeling that I know some people have of, of kind of guilt about sharing that success because they know that a lot of their audience or people that follow them on social media might also be content creators that are trying to grow as well. And I guess it's kind of the topic I want to have is, you know, where do you get between sort of celebrating that success, but feeling guilty that you might make someone else feel lesser or, or better yet, you know, how do you feel when you see others succeeding? Does that affect your drive, your ambition? You know, how does that kind of affect and, and what is, yeah, it's a tough one, right? It's a tough one because I, I can relate to it a little bit. I can feel, I, I don't like to brag. I don't like to go on twitter and be like oh we got x amount of follows today like i'm not like that but at the same time i do want to in our group chat you post your stats after every stream don't even lie <laughs> it's really excessive guys yeah like yeah it's it's every he just hits stream summary and then bl blacks out anything that like is negative like anything that was downtrending and then just aggressively circles in red everything Photoshop that was positive. everything so we keep yeah. saying why don't you just why don't you just screen share it with us next time he goes no no i, I don't know how to do that that's that's the reason i haven't streamed in like three months because every time after streaming he would send me these and be like you ain't shit bro <laughs> okay okay obviously the, those are horrible lies um <laughs> but yeah like good lies <laughs> i guess i just wanted to so i'll give you my point of view on it right my perspective on it when i sit down and i think about 
uh, my time on Twitch. I've been streaming like something like four years. I, I work very hard. At least I think I work very hard. Uh, and I try and make content for YouTube and the podcast and stream as much as I can and, and all this, right? And I'm very, very happy with where I am. I am delighted. And, you know, if I take a step back and I really think about it, it's amazing, right? That even anybody wants to watch a stream or watch a podcast or watch a video, right? It, it blows my mind and it's amazing, right? But at the same time, we all are very self-critical, right? And particularly, again, at least in my experience, right? Like, I don't want to speak for anyone else. But in my experience, I care so much about my content and my community and, and trying to grow that sometimes I will be very hard on myself. And if I start maybe seeing, okay, well, this stream, I didn't have as many viewers or, okay, well, my follower count is actually going down instead of up. What am I doing wrong? And I, I get really kind of down on myself a little bit because it's hard, right? Everyone experiences burnout. Everyone experiences like a lack of motivation. Um, and I'll be honest, sometimes going on Twitter and seeing somebody else having huge success it can kind of get in your head a little bit right obviously i'm happy for anybody having success of course i'm right we're all in this together right we're all colleagues we're all doing the same thing but i can see the argument right and i i definitely don't like to go on to twitter and brag about well i got this amount of viewers today i had this right but i don't like to do it because i just don't want it to seem like i am bragging if i've had a good stream um yeah i guess i just wanted your guys thoughts on it you know is that something you do would you go on twitter would you feel guilty or do you get affected by other people sharing their success you know what are your guys thoughts on it i've done it in the past but not often um but really i get i get like a mixed bag um when i see people's other people posting things like that where if i'm in a good state of mind I'll go like, oh, that's fucking awesome. If I'm having a bad day because, like, maybe I had a bad stream or outside influences, then, yeah, it can, it can bum me out and I can go like, oh, why even try? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that... How to say it? I think that there are... I don't want to say that it is limited to people who um, are like it, who who create things like, but like it's this is it's a I'm, difficult bleh. one, right? I'm, I'm it, it's it, yeah. So basically, it's like a lot of people who um, create something, um, be it art or music or you know put work into editing or streaming or whatever it is. I feel like there's this trend or this um likelihood that imposter syndrome kicks in at some point um and i'm not i don't want to say that is limited just to people who are in the in the process of creating something because it obviously affect it can affect a lot of people in a lot of different roles and occupations but imposter syndrome also seems to be like deeply intertwined with people who have anxiety and depression and it's a weird thing to think about because you have people who sometimes have social anxiety or have, you know, uh, you know, they, they grapple with negative thoughts and here they are in an environment where they are willingly putting themselves out in front of an audience. And that seems counterintuitive. Like if you have anxiety, wouldn't, 
broadcasting make you feel more anxious or if you feel depressed and and feel like low energy and you think horrible things about yourself why would you be on stream why would you have a face cam like why would you do any of that stuff the thing is there isn't really like a solid answer because it is unique for each person um i, I saw a tweet that somebody posted the other day that was retweeted and um it was a female streamer who uh showed a clip from their stream where they usually don't use a face cam they have a web camera but they have like an avatar there instead and it was them doing their face cam and it was just like chat was just like so fucking horrible and just roasting her you know over like her weight and it was disgusting and she turned off the camera so it's like clearly some people you know if if it can be hard to put yourself in an environment where you are vulnerable. And for some people, like, yeah, they're not going to run a face cam. They're not going to feel comfortable doing that. And for some of us, I think that these things do affect us. We do feel um, stress and anxiety and depression and 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 a, a, a pressure to to put on a good show. And we do it anyway, even though we're really scared on the inside. I don't think that how we present ourselves to the community and how we present ourselves in stream is always a good picture of what's happening under the surface. And because this is a complicated issue and topic, it's kind of like I get lost in my own thoughts and words in terms of where to start and where to, to take the narrative. But I would just say imposter syndrome is real. And I would say it's very, very strong with people who are in a creative field where they have to put some part of themselves out there to be judged. Um, for me, I, yeah, I, I, I grapple with this shit all the time. Like I'll see people who, um, are absolutely killing it and they're, they're, they're putting in a lot of hard work and they're really motivated and I watch their success from afar and it can feel demoralizing, uh, to me. Um, other times the same kind of exuberance and enthusiasm over their success can also be a spark that lights me up sometimes it's just down to my my mood and like where I am individually that day or that month or what have you. Um, it can just hit differently at different times. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 complicated. Yep. I, I once saw uh, XQC talk about this briefly. And he, he made the, the whole thing about, you know, the, the, the worst thing you can do is be looking at others success and judging your own success on that right because you know if you keep working you're gonna have that that growth spurt at some point sooner or later if you keep going um there's so many great things i mean i've seen you know someone on twitter had a statement that just said you know your success on twitch in terms of your numbers is does not correlate to your personal value you cannot let that get you down because it doesn't change who you are as a person it doesn't make you any more or less valuable as a, a person right and i have so many things in my life that i'm very happy for and i've you know my success on twitch doesn't affect that right if i stop streaming tomorrow i, I still have you know a, a family and a wife and a house and, and you know and like not to flex too hard you know <laughs> like uh, like you know there's there's so many things i think for me it is all just about like you sort of hinted at is is your state of mind going into things right like if you're looking at things from the right point of view you can be happy for those around you succeeding and maybe even use that as motivation for yourself right maybe think well i want to get there i want to do that you know i'm going to just work harder i'm going to you know double down on my efforts whatever uh, at the same time though 
it can be very hard. So from my personal experience, right, I, I'm going to get slated for saying this, but I'm getting older. You know, I'm rapidly approaching 30. I don't have a career, right? I don't really have any qualifications. I have a job, but it's not a career, right? It's not really going anywhere. And my passion is to do this, right? So there's days where it feels like it's never going to happen. It's never going to work out. I'm never going to reach a point where I could do this full time. So then when I open up Twitter and I just see all these people that are just having huge streams, phenomenal streams and hitting all these amazing goals. Sometimes it does just go like, I, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to achieve that. Um, you know, particularly it's like, oh, well, this guy's only been streaming six months and he's like achieved at this or, or this girl's only been streaming for a year and I've been here four years. And like, it's very hard and it does get in your own head a little bit. Um, I haven't honestly thought a lot about it from the other point of view, you know, posting things about my own successes right because i guess it never really crossed my mind oh this might make someone else feel bad i i more of look at it as well i just don't want to seem like i'm trying to brag or anything because again i also know that how incredibly lucky i am to have an audience right like it's amazing and i don't ever want to seem like i'm bragging or, or trying to flex on anybody right like so it's it's, it's a difficult situation what i would say my personal philosophy on it i'm gonna share successes when when it's it's right right i'm not gonna you know despite what you've heard on the show tonight i'm not gonna share my stats after every stream uh you know and uh and talk about that okay, it's just some of them i honestly have i've stopped going live tweets almost every time now mm. i will only go do a going live tweet maybe once or twice a week now and honestly i have to say I think my Twitter engagement's better, but I'm tweeting things that are unrelated to the stream. I've been gaining more followers on Twitter. I've been getting more engagement. People are talking to me on Twitter. It's been good. And my stream numbers don't seem to have affected at all. Going live tweets seem to have had no impact on my stream, right? You heard it here, folks. Connie no, says, don't tweet that you're going live. This is just my experience. I am trying to step back away from Twitter a little bit because I do think Twitter has a negative effect on my my mental health a little bit right and it's probably my own fault because again it's the first fucking thing i do when i wake up in the morning i wake up especially on a day off i'll wake up open twitter right it's a terrible way to start your day it really is and i've always said to dale like I, sometimes i just fucking hate twitter it makes me feel bad about myself which is i think that's a a a, a, a a well-accepted thing with social media right social media everyone is putting their best self out there so it can make you feel bad about yourself. That is just social media. That's what it's there for, right? And my wife has said to me so many times, just delete Twitter. Just delete it if it makes you feel bad. And I've always said, oh, I, I can't. I need it, right? Like as a streamer, I need to have social media. So I'm, I'm definitely trying to step back a little bit from it. And stopping the going live tweets every single day is, has been a big thing for me. I feel like I'm checking Twitter less because of that as well. Um yeah i just i think it's really fascinating it, it really is because it, it can have extremes on both ends you know what i mean yeah i mean it uh i think a lot of this just revolves around self-confidence and if you're at a point where you just don't have confidence in yourself it's going to be really hard to sometimes take ownership of the confidence that others have in you like hearing praise from other people when you when you question your self-worth can be painful to hear sometimes 
because you just you don't want to believe it. You just uh, sometimes it it feels like your gut reaction is to, to dismiss it. So you might have a great stream and you have people, um, you know, maybe you're open about things that are going on with you right now, or maybe, um, maybe not, maybe just people in chat are, are telling you what they, what they see when they see the stream and they're telling you good stuff. And in your head, you're just like, you know, I, I fucking hate the way I look, or I, I, I hate my weight, or I, I hate, I, I hate how my overlays look, or like I stay, you know, like there's all this stuff that's in the background. You might've, like sometimes I'll stay up really late working on a project and try to like tweak something and I'll put like six hours into it and the next day, you know, I'll put it out on stream and people are just like, yeah, I don't like the way that looks. And it like, it's really hard to, but then they'll say like what they do like about it. And then it's just, it's hard to sometimes retract, you know, like the bit where you're reminding yourself of the negative and not and you're not taking it and processing the positive and so it's sometimes hard to separate the two because if you already are coming out of coming at yourself from a point of self-criticism you you arrive at that point sooner um because it's just it's the first thing you see it's the first thing you're expecting to see in yourself and so like sometimes even when you're getting praise you just if if there's only praise and there's no negativity you can like fabricate your own negativity. Yeah. <laughs> like you can just find your own, you can make your own reasons up that have absolutely nothing to do with like the, the positivity or like the objective criticism that is still like overly positive that you're getting from your community. And you can still just like feel like you've either let people down or it's, it's hard because we set expectations for ourselves and there's also expectations that are set for us by others. And Drawing that distinction is important, but even if you are able to make that distinction, even if you objectively know like, okay, my chat doesn't expect this, this, and this of me, they, all they expect is that, you know, we, that maybe I stream consistently and that like we, we keep up the, the vibes that we have and we main, maintain and nurture the community that we have. That's all they really expect of me. But maybe you still have your own personal expectations that you haven't shared with the community and or you have hangups, um, public or private that like get in the way. And it becomes really difficult because um, sometimes you just need to get help and take care of that outside of stream. You know, I mean, if 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 you can put your finger on the fact that like anxiety is the root of your problem, uh, if you can figure out what is triggering that anxiety, um, then speaking to someone or working on that outside of stream might help you on stream. But that said, let's say you're doing everything right. Let's say you're not, you know, struggling with depression or anxiety, or, or you're not second guessing yourself. Things are going well, and you have a positive view of where you are. Even then, you can put stuff out there into the world and say, hey, I did this thing, I hit this milestone. And maybe it gets one like on Twitter. It doesn't invalidate you just because you you only got one heart on Instagram, or you got one like on Twitter, or or one response on Facebook, you don't need more likes or more bits of validation to mean that you did a good job. You can just have done a good job, and you can just be unfortunate enough that there's not more people that see it. Um, just because there are others that are succeeding at a rate that either outpaces you or gets more notice than you. Um, None of that means that you're doing a bad job. It just, it it just maybe means that you know 
they and an algorithm picked them up differently. Maybe it means that you know their community is more aggressively retweeting their stuff. It it doesn't invalidate your hard work, um, and I, I don't know. I like I feel like this is something I could ramble on forever, so I don't want to like take up the the um, you know take up too much time. But uh, yeah, it's just I guess what I would point out is we we are always our own worst critics and that's a, an expression yeah. i think that that is kind of a universal uh has a universal translation universal appeal and and there's a truth to that um and usually we are our own worst critics because of both societal expectations and personal expectation and not meeting either of those means that we can be seen as less than um i think it's just trying to remind ourselves that when we do have these accomplishments and achievements you can be proud about them and it doesn't mean that you're haughty it doesn't mean that you're you know chasing clout it doesn't mean that you're being a braggart i mean you can use you can do things to an excess and become braggy about it you can do things to an excess and become kind of haughty about like look at me, uh, look at these fucking plebs, like not pulling their weight like the way I do. Like, yeah, anything to an excess can be toxic. Don't, don't do that. But yeah. like, at the end of the day, you can be proud of yourself, you should be proud of yourself. Um, I think it's just hard when we've been conditioned as individuals to be humble and and show humility in instances where we might otherwise take pride in what we do. And uh I don't have an answer. <laughs> just, uh. yeah, it's interesting. Like, I have a few more, a few more thoughts on it as well. Like, it's the, the age-old thing that if you're looking at others' <clears throat> success and it does make you feel bad about your own level of success or or whatever, however you're judging yourself, the the important thing to remember is it's not a race. Everyone grows at their own speed, their own pace. It is not uh, a sprint to to any kind of finish line right that you enjoy enjoy the journey right like that's the whole point you know if you're just in it to get to a certain next level you're not going to be enjoying what you're doing now and that's not going to be any fun to look back on and honestly if you're not enjoying what you're doing now because you're just thinking about the next thing it's going to show and you're never going to get there right uh, i read uh somebody i was listening to a podcast and somebody was saying sometimes just by saying something makes you less likely to achieve it because if you say i'm gonna run five miles every day by telling that to someone you get a little hit of dopamine or whatever in your brain to be like yeah that's a goal that i'm gonna do and you're immediately less likely to do that because you've kind of rewarded yourself by telling someone about it i don't know the specifics right but like it, it makes sense to me that if you speak these things out loud sometimes you can affect your own ability to do that you could absolutely psych yourself out because now you've put an expectation out there both for you and for others yeah. and then you are setting yourself up potentially for heartache when you don't do it so if you say i'm going to run that five miles and i'm starting out at one mile a day and i'm going to get to five miles within this time period that time period passes and you're not there I mean, just think about how easy it's going to be to blame yourself and how easy is it going to be for others to kind of put you, you know, cast you in like a sort of a suspect light, mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if they want to. I mean, if the people aren't, if the people are your friends, they'll just be like, hey, dude, don't worry about it. Like, you know, you 
you got another month, you know, or, you know, you, you, you can just keep extending the timeline. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. But when you're dealing with strangers, people you don't know, um, yeah, you've, you've set a goal that may not be attainable and it's hard to retract that publicly. Yeah. But also even just, you know, there's that little bit of satisfaction of saying, I'm going to do this. And, you know, maybe in your head you think, well, that's, I've set that goal. I've told them I'm going to do this. And that's kind of gives you that little reward of like, oh, well, that was an impressive thing that I'm going to do. And it, it almost sort of rewards you a little bit for, for doing that. And it's always been my kind of philosophy to, to not really just come out and say, this is the what I'm going to do. Like, I try and keep that stuff in and just work on that, my, my you know, myself. Because that way I feel like it's going to be better when I achieve the goal or whatever it is i'm trying to do right that, that's just my my own way of thinking of it you know there's obviously it's gonna be different for everybody um the other thing i think is that it's important to remember that you know looking at others success whether that is on you know twitter or twitch or in life whatever it's it's important to like to not look at it and just think well it's just jealousy because like that's not a nice feeling nobody likes to feel like jealous of someone for something else um you know and that's i think why it's kind of an awkward one right like i can be happy for a friend that's having a ton of success but then also feel bad about myself because i'm not achieving that level of success but i wouldn't ever say it comes down to oh i'm jealous because again i wouldn't want to change anything about my life right now like i wouldn't want to yeah and you don't want to take away from their success if you're really proud of them a hundred percent absolutely right so it's very very interesting to to kind of reflect on why that is is bothering you or, or making you feel you know any kind of way um i think yes i think you should be posting about achievements celebrating you know as somebody brought up in chat it doesn't even necessarily be, can be on need to be on twitter it can be in your own community in discord you know if you set a goal and you achieve that goal by all means celebrate that right um you know the people that you know again even if someone is maybe affected by it like i'll never stop supporting a friend of mine if they blow up become hugely successful any of you guys i'm still going to be there i'm still going to be in your chat i'm still going to support you it's For not going to make me it's not going to change anything right so like i would want you, you guys say to you should ban him yeah i mean <laughs> if he's not on my level he's not gonna be in my chat it was so quiet i wasn't sure if i heard it <laughs> okay well excluding manu right i'll be there i just think it's um okay pigeons just mentioned pigeon this is actually kind of based on your tweet earlier i thought it was an interesting topic so that's why we're kind of going through it i hope that's okay we just stole stole content from you um Damn. but yes I, I do think it's interesting and i also think you know again it's it cannot be a thing where you can let other you can worry too much about others right it's it's very much a personal thing i've said it before there's times i want to delete twitter there's times i want to just not look at it because it can affect my confidence but that's not anybody else's problem that's my issue and i would hate for anybody that i know to not celebrate their success because they're worried that i might feel bad or, or that somebody else may feel bad right it's a it's a, a personal issue and you should try and use it to motivate yourself but at the same time take a step back think about where you're at again i, I think i tweeted last weekend because i just had a, a a moment where i just was able to kind of zoom out from everything and, and go 
like this is amazing like where where we are i have you know the fact that i have anybody watching my streams anybody talking in my chat or watching my youtube videos like coming to listen to the podcast is mind-blowing right and uh that's the in my opinion it's that's the right attitude you sort out your own attitude and goals and you know you'll get there in, in time it's about setting reasonable goals that we mentioned last week if i set a goal i want to hit this amount of followers by the end of the week it doesn't matter if i stream 24 7 i might not hit that goal because i can't force someone to come in and follow the channel so set a goal that you can achieve and then that way you can feel really good about achieving that goal that makes sense <laughs> yeah um tldr it's not a race be happy for your friend's success you know again we have this podcast right like if 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 grog goes viral tomorrow right blows up t twenty thousand viewers some of those viewers are probably going to come to the podcast right it's a win-win right <laughs> you know what i mean like it's a rising tide raises all boats okay when ninja blew up on twitch obviously ninja oh, getting a ton of viewers but fortnite do you think ninja. say again maddie sorry you mean fortnite ninja i mean fortnite ninja yes poggers yeah. um when he blew up on twitch right do you think like the other big streamers you know dodger lupo tim do you think they felt jealous of that or do you think they thought well look at all these thousands and thousands of new eyes that are on twitch that the platform is growing overall that means everybody grows see what i'm getting at like it's uh it yeah i think it can i think i think i think that if i think it depends on how how big your uh your your personal bubble is how big your um network is if if um if tim the tap man continues to explode on twitch it it doesn't help me you know what i mean like it i mean like it yes and no because i think that uh depending on how far removed you are from the success of other people, it really can have absolutely no effect on you. And in some ways it might actually hurt. Cause if let's say, um, I think it was what, uh, during the coronavirus, um, the early days, like March, April, et cetera, I think Twitch usage, Twitch broadcasting was up like 17%, which just means there's more people in every directory, which means that there's less eyes that could see you because they're being it's being diluted by an influx of more streamers um and then because the way that the the directories are set up the bigger people are always at the top so as they continue to blow up they just kind of continue to benefit i think that on a small level yes it's true i think that if you if you try to foster a positive relationship with the people that you are already working with and try to to forge new inroads with people that are around your level um either above or below um yeah absolutely you can see uh, their success become your success um and and your your pride in them can become their pride in you and, and their community's pride in you um, I do think there is a limit, though. I think that at a certain point, you pass a threshold of of distance between the overall success uh, of of others and and it affecting you. Because let's be honest, we're talking about success here and pride, but you know, like also look at, you know, I mean, if 
if if Tim or some other huge or like Glad or someone uh, or a summit or some other big person with a huge viewer base does something absolutely awful and Twitch gets dragged through the mud and it's suddenly now in you know, the public sphere that like this platform is now associated with this reprehensive, horrible thing, which it really kind of was recently with uh, the video game Me Too um, thing that has has been unfolding. Like that may not help you and that and then and through association that could be damaging to you if you're trying to to build up a reputation and you're doing so through a platform that, you know, comes under fire. Um, yeah. I think that something I want to kind of like shift the conversation to, and I, I'd be curious to hear feedback from like each of you uh, is in, as it pertains to like gifted subs or donations or like cheers from, especially from either other streamers, you know, or regulars within your chat or people who are even your mods um, like, and how that may or may not make you feel uncomfortable because like I've definitely been in a position where I feel very conflicted about celebrating any success that I have at the expense of benefiting from the people that I'm trying to make happy. And yet for some reason, yes, the whole platform is built around it's free to watch people kind of like, you know, tip you and support you at their leisure if they think that you're worth it. But at the same time, I sometimes am consumed by this overwhelming feeling of guilt if people like drop a cheer and then they drop another cheer and I'm just like, okay, guys, you're, you're really starting to like go buck wild here. It's like, you know, your expenses, like I, I feel like I'm, I'm not worth it. Sometimes I feel like I'm a fraud or that I'm just like that there's that I'm not deserving of that level of like hype. And then the, like maybe a hype train starts and all of a sudden people are just like throwing shit at you and you're just like, I don't deserve this. Like I, I'm not, I'm not, it, it's like the praise can feel overwhelming and it doesn't feel it. It could be alien and unfamiliar. Cause if you're not used to having praise in your life or having that kind of validation, you just, you know, I, I don't yeah, know. I completely agree. I think it's about the imposter syndrome and I, I yeah. feel it too. We, um, My here. I'm going to be right back. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> we had um like i had a, I had a hype train yesterday right and <clears throat> i i yeah I, you feel very conflicted right obviously when i see a hype train happen in another channel it's amazing it's like all this love and support and it's great right and i i want to partake i want to get involved um but then i struggle to see it from the other side when i'm the the broadcaster and people are being so generous and you know gifting subs and cheering and whatever I do feel like uncomfortable almost right um and it's it is weird it is very very weird it's again when we come down when we talk about you know celebrating successes and things i've always felt weird about putting any kind of sub goal on my stream and, and i see people will have a sub goal and it'll be like um 100 20 out of 100 or something right and it's like both at the same time you're showing oh this is how many subs i currently have this is how many subs i want and it feels weird. I've never wanted to do that because it just kind of, I mean, I've experimented with it and it never felt good. So I stopped because it just, it felt like that same thing of like showing my, you know, look how many subscribers I have, right? Like that just felt weird to me. And I, it's the same way. If somebody donates, if somebody 
gift some subs like i feel uncomfortable about it but at the same time i can see it from a viewer's point of point of view as well because i will try and turn that around you know when i get you know the the monthly paycheck from twitch i will bookmark some of that or earmark some of that to go and show some love to other streamers right you know and and particularly if it is other other streamers colleagues that are partaking in like gifting in my channel then i want to go and try and return the the favor i mean yesterday after that hype train or was it yesterday whatever the other day after the hype train we went and raided a charity stream at the end and it was awesome because that same sort of love kind of carried over into the charity stream and i saw some of the people from my community donating to the charity and, and getting involved in that and that was super nice and i almost it almost made me feel a little bit better to go over there and then you know share that love onto like a really fucking good cause um but yeah i mean it's it's a very strange feeling uh i don't think we'll ever i i can't imagine you ever get used to that you know um but i the way i deal with it personally is you know we'll, by trying to share that support and that love around you know drop a raid or a host on somebody you know again i'll take some of that twitch money each month and, and gift subs to other communities whatever right that's that's kind of how i try to uh to, to make that fit in my head if that makes sense um what about you guys sorry kibbles has got his coffee so it's a bad time <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very interesting um i i just want to kind of to be here in 40 minutes and it showed up in 15 so god damn it that's so unprofessional cool, but like I was looking at the map. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> Why are you so fast? <laughs> I, I, I Just um, to kind of go back to... Oh, sorry. If you've got something to say, please, by all means. No, not really. I'm just... Uh... <laughs> all I was going to say was, you know, again, back in my day, right, when I first started streaming, I, I streamed for zero viewers for probably a year, right? Maybe one, maybe two. But it was a very... It was kind of just accepted that this takes a very long time to get started and to get going. And I almost feel like recently now it's started to be different. I mean, I've seen people come into my chat and said, you know what, I'm going to give streaming a go. And then it's like within two weeks they're affiliate and they've had like a hype train and they've got all these subs. And it's like, that's, that's crazy to me to think that you've been streaming for like two months and you know it took me two years to reach a sub count that you're on now but then i almost feel like that's even worse if, even if you're happy for them you can still feel gutted and a that's like bit, such a yeah. weird place to be in you know yes but then i almost think well but that is is worse because i've had this years and years and years of like slow building the the, the channel and the community and you know not being monetized for a very long time you know i was i was on twitch before affiliates were a thing uh, i didn't have a donation button until very recently um mm. and i just kind of built it up very very slowly so then i i already have the expectation of well you know like gifted subs are going to drop off like you're going to see you know a downtick in subs and followers from time to time like that's just how it is but as a brand new streamer if you start and you get affiliated really quick and then there's all this hype and you have all this love and support in your channel two months time if that dips down like how's that going to make you feel you know it's you've not had the 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 years of build-up that a lot of people have had 
Um, and I just think it's very interesting these days. I and mean, obviously, it's different. The years of letdown have tempered you and your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not like yeah. I mean, that makes it sound bad, but like I just mean no, no, no. I, but I know what you mean. It's like you, you've you've seen both the ups and downs, so you. It, it can feel bad when you see others like swiftly rise to success, but then like also you're in a position where now you've experienced enough of these ups and downs that like you have kind of like steeled yourself for it so that when it happens, you have kind of a, in a sense, like a healthier expectation for, for what it's going to take. Yeah. Um, I feel like the new streamer experience on Twitch now is different to how it was four or five years ago. You know, it's, it's, I, I feel like there's almost this uh there's almost this like understanding that like oh streaming's about making money which could be partly down to you know the success of some of the absolute top tier streamers recently becoming more and more mainstream and you know you god you couldn't look anywhere without seeing like ninja has makes millions playing fortnite and i feel like there's a lot of people come on twitch with that expectation nowadays and like because twitch as a community is so can be so wholesome and, and and um supportive it just feels like it's a very different experience to how it used to be with the the very very slow growth you can blow up so fast now you know if you get lucky and you have the right content and and everything like that um i mean i, I don't know if you guys remember just as an example there was a streamer a few months ago and i, I cannot remember his name he was like he did like irl streams and i'm sure this guy just went viral because somebody gifted him a sub and he was like no don't do that like don't you don't have to do that like can i refund it to you how do i refund it and people were like oh this streamer's so nice so like he just got tons of love and like i think a couple of big streamers got in and like bought him like a computer and stuff for his stream and like he just blew up and it was like the the, the littlest thing just because this guy was brand new and he was like i don't want you to do this like let me refund you these gifted subs and stuff like um you know anything can happen at any time but i guess what i'm trying to say is that don't ever minimize your own success right no matter what level of success you perceive it to be there is always someone that wants your level of success right there is always someone with less viewers that wishes they had your viewers there's always someone below them probably even and there is an overwhelming majority i think i don't know the actual stat right so this may have changed but at some point i looked it up and it was something like 93 percent of streamers stop after 30 days they start streaming and within the first 30 days they go this isn't for me and they stop so if you've streamed longer than 30 days you are already in the top like 10 percent of streamers on twitch easy that's easy and that is a that is a number that you can be kind of proud of right because there are millions and millions and millions of people on twitch and a lot of them have tried to stream and they've just gave up so if you go for longer than 30 days, you're already up there. I think I think one of the things that I'm struggling with right now is taking taking credit or taking praise from people, especially as it pertains to um, you know, monetary gifts from people I see as friends, people I hold close. Um, it was a thing that CK mentioned further up the chat, saying it's not easy. Or comfortable to accept monetary gifts from people you look upon in a friendly light. Um, I, I, I mean, I kind of feel that way, right? Like, and I think that it, beyond just like take it outside streaming for a second. For anyone who has a trade skill or 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 knows a craft, 
you know, how often have you had a conversation with a friend or a colleague where you're just like, oh yeah, I could edit that for you, no problem. Or like, I oh, like you, you, you're looking for somebody to like, you know, um, like I do icons, like I, I could make you an icon or two. And then they're like, how much money do I earn? You're like, oh, it's nothing. Like, pl please, like, please, I don't, please. But, you know, like it's this strange feeling of feeling like, like when your emotional attachment or connection to an individual is so close, you feel there's a real sense of guilt sometimes. Um, and I don't know why, like, I, I just genuinely don't know why, but it's, it's definitely there. It's there for me. And I feel sometimes uncomfortable and, or just undeserving. Cause it's like, for example, I am trying to grow on Twitch. I am trying to make this like a, to an extent, a means of supplemental income. Um, I want to provide a quality service. I want things to be, I want people to have an expectation on the stream and I want to deliver, right? And so I want, I want people who are already subbing to get their money's worth. And I want, you know, people who might be interested to make it worth their while to sub. But then it's like, I am also conscious that, you know, I can't sub to everyone I want to sub to because then it completely undermines the whole idea of like trying to trying to cultivate new subs and build this community from the perspective of, you know, it is a business to an extent and I want, I want to be successful at it, but it also means like, I, I can't sub to everyone that I'm even on this podcast with. Like I can't sub to, you know, all the people that I want to show love to on a regular basis. And then it's like, I have a regular feeling of guilt when we raid, when a friend raids a friend and I go into their channel and I'm like, fuck, I'm not sub to Kibbles. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, uh, somebody gifts me a sub to like a, a friend and I'm just like, I want to, I want to be able, I, I want to be able to use their emotes and I want to be able to support them the way they support me. And then I have a real sense of guilt for anyone who has been subbing to me and I'm not subbing to them. And there's just this, it's like, from a logistical point of view, it makes sense, right? Like there is a finite number of resources. There's a fine, there is an expansive number of people that you maybe want to um, show enthusiasm for. And those two things are at, at odds. Um, and then it's like, well, who do I continue to keep subbing? Like, and who don't I? And like, why? And like, it just, it, it, it just makes me have these icky feelings. And it's like, I, I feel like I'm playing paying preferential treatment yeah. to some folks at the expense of others when sometimes that decision feels so far from being really in my hands to make that I'm, I, I'm just, it isn't about like, I like this person more than that person. I just, I want to show support to somebody and I have a limit of five subs per month and that's <laughs> just what I'm sticking to. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just, I've made an arbitrary decision. Like this is what I can afford to spend per month. And, and maybe on occasion I'll like, drop one in favor of picking up somebody else and I'll, I'll shift it around. But like, Oh God, it feels so deeply uncomfortable. Not <laughs> like I just, it's, it's guilt. It's, it's, there's the strong sense of guilt that I want to do more. I want to, I want, I, I feel like sometimes I'm not doing enough to, to fuel the sense of love and satisfaction that I get from my own community sometimes and that I'm not doing that for other people. And it, um, it can hurt and 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 i 
other than just striking it rich and just showering everybody I know with subs, like I don't know what I can really do. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, it's it's this strange dynamic of having sort of an intimacy and a closeness with people that you care about and wanting to be supportive of their craft while at the same time they're supporting you doing your craft and you're kind of in the same market doing the same thing and you feel ob you feel like you're not fulfilling an obligation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the solution is to that though. There, as far as I see it, there's other ways, you know, um, you know, any of us would say the same thing. Okay. Which I get exactly what you mean, and I feel it too. You know, if I raid a friend after a stream and realize I'm not subbed, like it feels weird sometimes, right? Especially if I know that person's like a longtime subscriber to me, like it does feel strange. But personally, when you come into my stream, you not just being you, Grog, like you as a whole, anybody comes into my stream, whether you're subbed or not, you get treated the same, doesn't make a difference. Will It will never affect the way i would treat a viewer and i think you would all say the same thing right maybe not hubs i don't know about hubs but like <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us right like he's angling for that sub only chat i can tell yeah obviously i'm kidding obviously i'm kidding but like yeah i think that is a thing that if the streamer is a friend someone that's worthwhile they don't think that you know i, I don't ever think that you know it's it's I think I really think it's a it's on the viewer side rather than I, I don't think the streamer cares and if they do well, care, thank God because that'll save me five bucks a month, Candy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, please <laughs> feel free. You know, Twitch Prime free. <laughs> and there's there's more way to support than just monetary. Yes. You know, you're you're there. If you're there, you're interacting. That's support. If you're interacting on Twitter, that's support. If you're helping. Um, you know, cultivate something on discord that's support there's just carrying someone in warzone not that i would know what that's like it, there's just hundreds of ways to do it and to kind of down yourself for one single thing it, it's not fair to you you know yeah <laughs> it's very very detrimental to yourself and just kind of step back a little bit and it's okay like, this is something that uh, Rachel, my wife, tells me all the time. It's okay to feel sad or upset about things. Like, those are legitimate feelings. But try and get to the root of it and then counteract it with, however, I do this, I do that. Don't just bog yourself down with um, the negative things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think for me, I, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm. Like, I, I want... I want to do more. I either want to do more for myself in the channel or I want to do more for the community. And I, and I feel like not, it's not always from a point of view of like, Oh, I feel like I owe the community this, but like, I personally want them to enjoy the whole experience more. Like I want them to be happy. I want my friends to be happy. I want everyone to, um, I have aspirations and goals for and just improving myself and just improving the, the the friendships and the relationships I have. And I feel like sometimes I'm not doing enough and that guilt really just can be a head trip. Um, and but it's just then, tied to so many things. Yeah, I get it. But then you, you have to remember that you're not giving yourself credit for a lot of the things that you do do. <laughs> do, do. Like, um, <laughs> like, again, I think like there's so many things that, I would like for me, me personally, right? I find it very valuable every week 
to sit down and have a conversation with you guys about this sort of stuff and i'd like to think people to watch and listen to the podcast might get some value out of it as well right just being able to bring a topic and think well this is something that's maybe been bothering me this week uh let's bring it up and talk about it on the podcast getting all your guys views on it hugely helpful to me right just being in a stream talking hugely helpful or like even just a dm you know kibbles and i will dm each other all the time about youtube stuff or uh you know stream stuff and and we do the same in like the podcast chats and and all these things it really does make a difference and i've had people recently say you know oh you've helped me with this you've helped me with that and like i don't even realize i'm helping anybody i'm just doing my thing i i really think that yeah it's okay to feel that because i feel it too but if you take a step back i think you realize that you do a lot without realizing and like personally again like being able to just talk and get these ideas right because a lot of content creation is about you know trial and error finding what works what doesn't work and being able to bounce that off of even the live chat here being able to talk about things and get feedback immediately and, and all that is super helpful and again I, I would like to hope people watching in the stream talking with other people in chat and, and getting ideas from us is, is helping everybody so there's uh you know there's a lot of things other than just the financial support uh, and i think all of us as streamers would rather just have somebody talking in chat than you know, my worst nightmare is someone coming into the chat and realizing oh my sub expired i'm not going to type anything because i don't want them to see that my subs expired come in and talk like it doesn't matter you know what i mean like that would be terrible the worst part would be for someone to feel awkward and then not come back to your channel um mm. so i think creating that environment where you know being there in the chat hanging out having a good time is number one most important thing any financial thing is secondary and if you want to support you can but it's all a bonus um and that is down to the community that you cultivate and create and i don't think any of us hopefully come across as uh it's five dollars chat it's five dollars you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't think that, that it comes across that way and um yeah again when we all come down to it it's it's whether or not we all have goals to to grow as streamers it's not a race you know as long as you're focusing and enjoying what you're doing and, and making interesting and fun content and and building a community the rest of it will come with time it's gonna be different for everyone it might be fast it might be slow but it's not a race well and i think i think a lot of the points that you guys mentioned make sense and can be extrapolated to things like the broader social networks that we're a part of. And, you know, you, you can pay people back by celebrating their achievements, you know, like, so retweeting somebody else's success, mm -hmm. you know, is not, is not you necessarily trying to glom onto that success, but you can just simply be, be proud for them. You know, somebody does a thing and you, you share that you promote them uh, and you promote their achievements because you want to support them. Um, and I think that that's, that's something that we can continue doing. And I think, you know, being, um, if somebody comes into my channel through a raid and I'm acquainted with them and what they do, you know, like I don't, I personally don't just hype them just to hype them. Like, because it feels like the obligation to do, I always try and think of something personal about what they do with their channel yes. and, and let people know what that is. You know, this person 
is exemplary at their interaction with the community and playing with their community. And then, you know, this person, you know, uh, I know them through this other associate and, and, you know, like this is what they do with their community. Like if I ever can, I always want to champion and trumpet, um, the success of that individual for why, why I'm proud of them or why I think they're special. And, um, you know, you can do that when, if they raid you, you can do that, um, before you raid someone, you know, you can say like, Hey, we're going to go check out this person. And if you know them and you know, there's a reason why you're raiding them, let your chat know beforehand and just say like, I, I love the way, you know, I love their enthusiasm for gaming and, you know, like, or I, I love their overlays and all the work they've put into it. Like, you know, take note of that when we get over there, those kinds of things. Um, I think the more we can lift others up, um, it, it helps us, it helps normalize praise and, and what it means to praise ourselves. And I think right now, um, for a lot of people, it's, it may not be normal for us to think well about ourselves. So if we can do that in other people and do that for other people, then maybe we can normalize it for us and maybe it won't be quite so hard next time, you know, when we have an accomplishment and we really want to like sing it from the rooftops, it it will feel comfortable because ultimately that should be the goal. You shouldn't feel sad or ashamed for your success. Yeah. Um, and the, the bottom line is if your community wasn't getting value out of your content, if they weren't enjoying it and feeling the need to, you know, if again if they were not getting value then they wouldn't show that support so if your community is showing you support whether it's financially or otherwise they wouldn't do it if they didn't think that was worthwhile right that's what it comes down to i'm not going to sub to a streamer unless i get value out of their content unless i'm enjoying my time there whether it's just to relax and chill in their stream whether it's to learn something from them whatever if i'm not getting value then i wouldn't necessarily want to show that support so you have to like look at that from your point of view as well. Your community wouldn't support if they didn't have that reason to do so. Um, and maybe if they're not, you know, maybe if you're not getting sub bombs left and right, that doesn't mean you're not creating that value. But it's just there. There, Twitch is a, a a crazy place. Sometimes it feels like you're walking through a minefield, balancing plates, and you're trying to, you know, make content and keep a schedule and look after your own mental health and but also like try not to like do anything against tos or like it's so crazy right it's it's there's a lot of um a lot of gray area on twitch but i think we're all doing great and uh (laughs) and comparing yourself to others just it's just it leads you down a path that's not good and just don't do it enjoy yourself and success will come with time yeah, everybody has their own value. It, 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 it. Yeah, and by making those <laughs> comparisons, you're just gonna. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be harder to see your own value when you're always focused on, you know, the attributes of others. So. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, I think on that note, we've went a little longer than I was expecting here. So, shall we wrap up? That's not what she said. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Grog. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, uh, at just underscore grog. Um, I'm also on, uh, Twitter at gamer underscore grog. Uh, I'm pretty soon this week is going to be a little slight modification with me going back to work at the library, but 
um, in, in the near future, I'm going to be sticking to my regular schedule of four, uh, actually I think five days a week, um, with, uh, including these co-streams with Lauren. So after podcast today, I'm going to go do an afternoon stream, do some Warzone, um, hopefully with some of these fools and, uh, otherwise I'll be back on Tuesday. Awesome. Kibbles, what about yourself? <clears throat> well, you can find me at the mighty kibbles on whoa sorry my brain stopped twitch youtube and tiktok uh dumb mighty kibbles on twitter i'm actually going to be coming out with a new video soon hey. so that's pretty cool um yeah i'll be streaming in a little bit as well with some more zone hopefully with some of these fool <laughs> <laughs> and i stream monday wednesday and friday awesome Cool. And uh, Cod, what about yourself? Well, the dead guy Cod on everything. Um, you know, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Pornhub. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's my social medias. That's uh, my risky click of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Just reaction videos to your content, honestly. <laughs> so no one like sees it on youtube you know so you can strike me okay i mean now it's out (laughs) okay so um yeah uh, now that i'm on holiday i plan on streaming more i don't know when though probably tomorrow all right (laughs) awesome Uh, yeah uh yeah and i'm connie fly you can find me everywhere uh under connie fly twitter has an extra y um we're gonna be doing more valorant probably some more warzone uh probably destiny as well uh i also have a new video coming out soon uh i think i think we're gonna drop the new video on tuesday we just had a a dark souls video go live and we have a call of duty video i think is gonna probably drop on tuesday um so that would be fun um yeah that's about it really uh if you are listening on any of the various podcasts platforms do try and come and check out the live stream it's a lot of fun uh, twitch.tv slash zero strategy podcast every sunday um check out the twitter as well at zero strategy pod uh and uh make sure and check our youtube channel as well we uh upload the podcasts and also some little bonus uh content as well uh, we've been saying for a long time that we need to do more other content on the channel other than podcasts uh it is still in the works but again obviously we're all uh busy working streaming doing all these things so we are going to try and get some more stream from work that's yeah we we need to just find an evening to plan this and actually get some some other stuff on the channel but uh yes uh thank you very very much um again if you are tuning into live stream you want to catch any of the old episodes it is all on spotify and youtube so uh, make sure and check out there uh we will be back next week we originally were going to be having a guest it looks like it's all rescheduling so maybe we'll have a guest next week maybe not we'll see <laughs> who really knows at this point um but we'll do our best uh, if you are watching the live stream we're going to go and drop a raid on someone so please stick around for that um but yeah other than that we will see you uh next week bye all right take it easy guys bye bye bye